liftoff and the clock has started. Welcome to That Pixel Life. This is episode 199, recording July 10th, 2022. My name is Zach Anderson, and this week we will discuss God of War finally, finally getting a confirmed release date. Uh, I was close there. Uh, G- GameStop, looking in rough shape yet again. Uh, mm, hmm, how many times can one company circle a drain? We will discuss, and more, a little indie, a little aperitif. PlayStation Indie Spotlight to discuss. Uh, we'll have one Justin Cat Food Shorts. Carter, walk us through that. Justin, how are you doing? Dude, I'm doing pretty good. So, yeah, my cat Oswald lately, I don't know what his fascination is with it. Usually I have, like, a pair of pants or pair of shorts, like, next uh-huh. to the bed, whatever I was wearing the day before. And I'll go to pick them up to put them on. And as soon as I do, you bet your ass regurgitated cat food comes pouring out. Like, not on top. Like, he pukes in them. And then I lift them up, and then it, like, rains down cold cat food on my feet. And I don't understand this fascination with doing uh, it. And it's upsetting every time because it's like, well, I was going to wear those, and now I have to wear something else. And then I throw them in the washer, and then a couple days later, the new pair of shorts that I was wearing pick them up. And it's like, God fucking damn it. So now I have to, like, start throwing my, like, clothes in the closet or something where you can't get to them. Maybe. And this is crazy, crazy of me to suggest, I understand. Maybe don't leave that shit sitting on the floor for the cat to puke in them. I mean, is it possible that you could just, you know, fold them, maybe? Uh, Fold them up? Put them away? I hear what you're saying. Okay. (laughs) The the words you're saying make sense Uh in my eyes. Now, the art of putting this to practice... This sure. is something where I will have to work on. Now, I'm a man that loves a pile of laundry next to his bedside because I'll be goddamned if I can actually, you know, go to the hamper that's 10 feet away when I'm about to pass out at night. So I, I get it. I get it. But cat puke would probably have me changing my ways. <laughs> just throwing that out there. Just, just tossing it out there. Uh, also, joining us is shit and grab your hard hat because you're going back to work more yeah Woo! Woo, look at that high energy Woo! Yeah. man santa please please we're filming you can't have these antics on camera uh, uh yeah i'm going back to work uh three weeks off uh with a back injury uh-huh going back all the heavy lifting is supposedly done, uh, so I'll be doing fabrication and, you know, th- getting back into the swing of things, which is fine because in three weeks I go on vacation for 10 days. So, you know, it'll be a, it'll be a short stint, but uh, it's, it's you know, back in the uh, saddle. Now, Justin, the funny thing is the reality is Shannon's going to be, as a foreman, just go back and yelling at the apprentices to do work <laughs> the whole time. Like, he's just going to go sit there and put his, you know, work boots up on a on a milk crate and be like yeah can you guys lift that and move that stuff 
Come yeah, report back yeah. when we're done, guys. No, 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 no. I'm a, I'm on a big job, so I am no. not I'm not a foreman in any way, shape, or form on this job. I am uh, a worker bee, uh, and so I do have an apprentice who will be helping me. But you know, I try to keep it on equal footing. I, I try not to yell too much. Yeah, Shannon's in the elevator while he's up there playing Genshin Impact, and he's like, "All right," <laughs> uh, he's like, "Wrench, <laughs> you got a wrench?" <laughs> Yelling at his apprentice to like, you know, he's like, "Hey, let me use your." Uh, you, you let me connect to your phone. I got to get in this Call of Duty match real quick. I can't get any Wi-Fi service in here. Let me let me uh, connect to your phone. Shannon's like five G my ass. He's like this thing is lagging <laughs> up the storm. Oh, they got some fiber optics going right into these uh, into these new controllers. I'm just gonna hook right up to that. You know, you're gonna go. wonder why everything's getting disconnected. I'm gonna need to play my Call of Duties. Like, why are you dragging your PS5 to work? I'll download these COD updates. It's way faster if I do it here than if I leave it at home. Comcast, I know, right? sucks. <laughs> Comcast, dude, San Jose, we got AT&T down here. It sucks. Oh, geez. I'm sorry. Did I ever tell you guys about when I was in high school, me and my friend Derek met this one kid in one of our like 3D art classes or whatever, and he had a modded PSP, and he's like, yeah, I can mod PSPs for you. So we went and got some like used ones from Game Crazy or whatever, and he modded them for us. But Derek at home, had dial up and his aunt was like a huge bitch about letting him use the computer and stuff so to download the games for the psp he would do it at school and found like a site that wasn't blocked by the school and stuff and would download them and store all the games in the school had like you everyone had their every student had their own folder on the cloud network like whatever to use and so he was just storing all his PSP games in there. And I guess one day the school was like, why the fuck is this like 90% full? And it's because one folder on the network was using up the majority. It was Derek's folder of like 300 plus gigs of like PSP games that oh, he had downloaded amazing. throughout the semester. And they called him up to the office and like deleted his folder and basically oh. like gave him a warning. Like you ever do this again, like you're getting suspended. He's like, I hear you. I hear you. Can I hook up a portable hard drive real quick? And, and <laughs> He's stuff. like, you did what? He's <laughs> like, half half a year of PSP games gone. I mean, come on, Derek. You, you, if you're side hustling like that, you got to have a couple Western digital drives just floating around. Just come on. <laughs> Cause then you, cause then you offer the PSP package. You're like, yeah, I'll mod your shit and give you like the 10 hot games, you know, were there even 10 hot PSP? I don't know. We're lying here. But it's like, I'll give you the 10 hot ones, you know, for 200 bucks. Let's do it. Come on. I mean, that, sh- that shows you how the distance between Justin and his high school days and you and me and our days, because we mm-hmm. were doing land parties of Duke Nukem 3D at like at school after school was over. Bro, I, was, I was doing that in college, man. Like that was no, you want to know how we got down in, in when I was in high school? You ever had some TI-86 uh, battles in Tetris? Because I have. Yeah. Yep. Hell yeah. Max, like, that's cute. I sold weed. <laughs> Let me tell you of something that was called ecstasy before it was called Molly, and that product moved, my friends. Um, <laughs> you meet me under the bleachers at 3.30 sharp. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Well. Yeah. We we just sold drugs. Like I don't understand. <laughs> Not me. Like, I was a good boy. I was afraid. I was, I was there, thing. Shannon. Like, there. You're like, dude. You were my number one client. What are you <laughs> fucking talking about? 
no, no, no. Shannon was a, an exceptional youth, uh, much to his detriment. I'm yeah. Add, but uh, yes, late bloomer, late bloomer. Justin, <laughs> uh, just give you a little. Uh, it was a safe space. We're in the trust tree here. Uh, no one's listening. So in uh, in high school, yeah, like. So my my group of friends was kind of like the scary kids for whatever. It, it was because we were to- we were totally like not in any, like we're the biggest bunch of fucking nerds, but like we wore black and listened to metal and like we're in a Catholic school, you know, mm-hmm. and and so that made us the scary the edgy kids, kids. For, yeah, for whatever reason. Um, where whereas Shannon rolled deep with like the the anime gamer nerd crew. <laughs> It it's great guys. I mean, the, the Venn diagram of my group and, his, and Shannon's group, there, there's there's a wide mixed use case there between Ooh. those Venn diagrams. Ooh. And um, but like, yeah, like Shannon was always like super good guy, never did anything, never stepped, never colored outside the lines. Let's just put it that way. And uh, and then so, you know, people go to college. Everyone goes apart, comes back together. Me and Shannon start hanging out again when we're like 23, 24. And I'm sitting there like, bro, what happened to you? Like, holy shit. Like, you're you're hugging an azalea bush and puking into it at like 1130 at night. Like, what the hell happened? Like, what went down in these like four years? I haven't hung out with you. And uh, yeah, uh, a lot of growing is what happened, Justin. A, a lot of a lot of growing. In mm-hmm. that timeline. Blossoming, if you will. Yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, some of those, some of those Mountain View shenanigans were uh, legendary, pretty, pretty legendary in those times. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. good times. Yeah, I, from what it'll I can be remember, in, it'll be in my memoir. memoir. It'll be in my memoirs. Oh. Okay, you, you would just be making that shit. There's no way you remember any of that. Come right, on, I know. man. I know. No, that would actually be a great literary device, though. Like writing a memoir, and then when you hit those moments, you just start you change it to a, a third person account, <laughs> and, like just much. piecing together all the stories you've heard about the night, like around you, and then like, and then you snap back when you wake up the next morning, you know, into your first person view. That would be Shannon's memoirs just pieced together with police body cam footage. <laughs> there's like there's like six or seven chapters right in the middle that is just told by Zach and other friends. Jumps <laughs> <laughs> from three to eight and you're just like, I, I couldn't even tell you what happened between four and six. Yeah, so we're back now? Okay, let me continue my story. <laughs> so, so, okay, like this is this is by the way, guys. There's there's really not that much news to talk to, and I find this way more interesting. So we're going to keep going down this path for a second because uh, I'm hosting, and I'm sorry, you're my hostage. Um, so what what age were you guys when you had that first like holy shit party? Like where you went way too big, you woke up in a world of hurt. You had the my god, what happened? Like what? How old were you that first time? Uh, eight, 18. 18? Mm-hmm. Was this was this a college based event? It was a it was a graduation based event uh, okay. from high school at okay. uh, our friend Don's house, and uh, uh, again a legendary party party spot. 
yes legendary i was i was blown up in a fire pit i was thrown through the air into a pool i woke up i was just about to say the pool (laughs) i woke up with no eyebrows um we went to get tacos because we ran out of food and there was a taco bell around the corner Mm -hmm. so we ordered like 200 tacos from taco bell and they freaked out and shut the place down for 15 minutes to make all the food and while everybody was inside waiting to pick up the tacos i was outside um you know, being a fool and I was trying to jump over a trash can and I jumped mm-hmm. on the lid of the trash can and sent the lid flying and I hit these like Cholos like car mm-hmm. and like they were like you wrecked my car and I was like I don't care I'm trying to do this ollie on this trash can and they were like we're gonna ollie you into the trash can yeah. so then like I proceeded to run and they followed me in the car and I ran through like three neighborhoods and like some bushes I came back my shirt was ripped <laughs> like I had like damage on my face because I like face planted into like a couple things when I fell and like I came back and they were like dude where'd you go like the tacos have been done and i was like it's a long story get in the car let's go before i get my butt like butt kicked <laughs> they were like all right so i was just like laying in the back of the car like nursing every injury i had like picking like picking rose thorns out of my arms got back i don't even remember the rest of that night i just remember waking up and like you know it was like one o'clock in the morning the party was still going on i had some drawing on my face mm-hmm. you know all the all the fun stuff oh, yeah. you can't you can't pass out with your shoes on that's just cardinal sin right there oh uh, yeah I, I think i i think i fell asleep outside it was like the first outside nap experience i had mm-hmm, mm-hmm. camping camping if you will yes yeah yeah, yeah. Just it, it, yourself. so i was 19 or 20 so i have like two different ones so the first one yeah. is more having fun at someone else's expense where me and my friend in high school his name was also Justin, but it was spelled different, so we were known as the Justins. And did he it was, spell it with a Y? Did he spell no, it? It was, a, it was an E. It was J U S T E N. God, what an asshole! Anyway, <laughs> I, I don't think it was his fault, but yeah. I, I mean, whoever whoever's choice that was, either his or his parents, if his grandfather was named, someone was an asshole along the right. way. Like, yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, I so apologize we, to any Justin with an E's listeners that we have. Um, no, no offense. <laughs> So we were at like Filiberto's or whatever. It was summer. We were on summer break or whatever from mm-hmm. school. And Justin was like, well, what do you want to do today? And I was like, well, dude, I'd love to go swimming. I was like, but I don't have a pool. And Justin's like, yeah, I don't have a pool either. And I'm like, dude, Butters has a pool. And he's like, yeah. And he's like, but Butters is on vacation in the Caribbean with his family. And I'm like, so? And we're that at, sounds right, like a green so, light to me. Yeah, like, what are we so talking about? We sent out mass text messages, hopped oh, the God. fence to Butter's backyard. There was probably like 30, 40 of us <laughs> like having a pool party in his house. And little did we know, apparently, because Butters has a dog, the next door neighbors were in charge of feeding and watering their dog. And so at some point she came over to take <laughs> care of the dog. And as soon as she like opened the gate, everyone panicked and started like jumping the fence to like leave and we were in the pool we all like dove underwater and we're like holding our breath trying to and she like saw us in the pool though and she's like oh, oh did she oh did she yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh that didn't fool anyone <laughs> what are you guys doing here and we're like yes and just left justin was the first to go he straight up prefaced if anybody comes he's like i am gone and i will leave you guys and so he immediately left. And so I lied and was like, yeah, you know, um, you know, we're just swim. Butters, you know, said that we could use this pool while they were gone. And she's like, uh-huh. And she like went inside to like call them. 
immediately we're like grab your shit like we're gone (laughs) and we left and of course our friend elijah left the gate open as he left and the dog so he chased the dog like four blocks and had to like pick him up and carry him was this like really fat like lazy dog uh that's amazing that's (laughs) amazing that was the first one and then the the second one was when uh it was a Christmas party at my friend uh, Travis and Caitlin's house. They just moved into this apartment and it was like their housewarming Christmas party. I did, I don't know, like eight jello shots or something like mm. that. It was the drunk. Like, it was, I was so drunk that it was to the point of walking where it's like everything just wibble wobble vision, which you never get like that. You're walking in the bouncy house. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I was walking in the bouncy house and I plopped my ass on the couch. <laughs> And I knew I had to throw up, but I also knew I couldn't move. So I just accepted it is what it is and started puking on myself on their new couch. And they're like, Justin, please like get up and go to bed. And I was like, no. And then just <laughs> all over myself. And then they had to drive my Derek, Derek, PSP Derek, uh, gave me one of his shirts and someone drove me home. And I had to yeah. <laughs> go back the next day and get my car. Derek, what an MVP. What a, what a guy! I was gonna say, Zach, if you if if your first party that was out of control isn't the one where you ended up with a couch and purple horns on your head, oh no, that wasn't the first one. No, no, no. I will tell that story though. That's a great story. Uh, no, the first one I want to say I was like, I was either sixteen or just turned seventeen, mm-hmm. and. It was your typical, you know, movie plot line of the parents left the kids in charge and left for the weekend and said kid was a total dick and was like, yeah, we're going to throw a party. And uh, yeah, that was just but that one wasn't crazy. It was just like people were way too young getting way too drunk. Like no one knew what the hell they were like a lot of a lot of falling down. A lot of puking, a lot of stuff getting broken, you know, like, I mean, no, no real funny, crazy stories, but it was just one of those, like, you woke up the next morning on, on a couch and were just like, oh, that was, that was probably not great. That was, that was something that probably shouldn't have went down. Um, but uh, no, the, 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 the story I'll tell that is way more entertaining for just purposes <laughs> uh, is uh, so I want to say it was like 20 or 21. It was uh second year in college at my apartment. Um, but there was an apartment that was on campus. They were basically like the elevated dorms in for okay. like, um, but we decided on a random Friday night, we're going to throw a party. And like some friends came up from, uh, from the Bay area and we were hanging out and having a good time. And the night began with, so are you familiar with Yukon Jack whiskey? I've heard of it. Okay. I do not drink it, but I yeah. know I've heard the name. Uh, also don't, but um, <laughs> they, they made a product for a short window. To, I mean, they might still make it. Who the hell knows? It was called permafrost and it was <laughs> essentially a hundred proof peppermint whiskey. Yeah. It's, it's as bad as, as it sounds. And or delightful. And, and my night started with eight shots of those of that. And then uh, four, of the tall cans of Boddington's ale chasing that. Cause right there, I'm like, okay, that's like, as a, as an adult now, I'm like, those are horrible choices. <laughs> and then uh, one of my buddies was like, Hey, I've got tequila. Let's do shots of that. So then some shots of that's happened. Um, 
yeah, I check out. I check out at that point. Like, <laughs> light switch goes off. Light switch comes back on. My house <laughs> that had uh, 30 people or so in it is now completely empty. Pitch black. <laughs> I am laying on the ground, face down on the ground, with a large weight on my back. Like, a real heavy weight on my back. That is down my entire back. And I'm like, what the fuck? So I kind of like push myself up and I'm like, okay, I'm under my couch. <laughs> right. Uh, or I should say my couch is on top of me. Cause I don't fit under this couch. Um, <laughs> so uh, I stumble down the hallway in the dark um, to flip on the bathroom light and just kind of start laughing because <laughs> the visage that greets me, when the light comes on, my head is now shaved. I've got a <laughs> shaved head, except for two tufts of hair on the temples of my head that are in the vague shape of horns. <laughs> they, they have been attempted to have been dyed purple. Uh, I've got purple hair dye all over my head and running down my face. <laughs> streaks of purple running down my face. My lip is busted wide open. And like my whole bottom half of my face is just bloody (laughs) and I have no idea. Zero clue. Like no context. I have no idea how this happened to me. I don't know the story behind any of it. So uh, to to, just to make this quicker, getting the story from my, uh, from my neighbors the next day, uh, apparently shortly after tequila time happened, uh, a buddy of mine, cause I was a wrestler in high school. And for a little bit in college, a buddy of mine said he could beat me wrestling, which I, I apparently took personally. Uh, <laughs> and we had a wrestling match in the middle of my living room, uh, at which point he need me in the face to try to win, which is what busted my lip open. And uh, I was lucky he didn't break my nose or I didn't lose any teeth because it was it did enough damage that I, it, I was shocked nothing else went wrong. But then after that, you know, everything was all good. And then someone said, uh, I should shave my head. So that sounded like a good idea. So we did that. Um, and then at, I guess it was around midnight, no, 12 one o'clock. I had a buddy that was on the local campus police department, this guy, Mike, and he came over to the door to, because they were getting noise complaints. So he rolled up to my apartment to basically say, shut the fuck up you know, cause he didn't want to write anyone up or get me in trouble at all. But, uh, I wasn't the one that answered the door. So all I heard was cops were there and I tried to hide under the couch. <laughs> apparently that again, I don't fit under and my, <laughs> this is not a big apartment by the way. Uh, my, so Mike like sticks his head in cause he hears this commotion. I fall, I, the couch lands on top of me. I instantly fall asleep. I instantly pass out. And Mike just looks and goes, Hey, everyone, could you just get out of here and just leave him? He's fine. Like, just leave him. And so everyone, everyone vacated at that point. And that's how I wound up alone in the dark with a couch on top of me. And with a purple horn. With purple horns, yes. That's pretty uh, cool. Yeah. When, you brought, when, when you brought up the peppermint whiskey, it reminded me. I've never had peppermint whiskey, but one time I went to my friend Daniel's house with me and my friend Eric, and he had a bottle of peppermint schnapps. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah, we were taking swigs, passing the bottle of peppermint schnapps around, and Eric drank so much of it that he was laying face first in Daniel's living room, like face down, ass up, and started puking. 
um, on the floor. And I was like, oh, shit. And I was like, Dan, do you have anything to clean this up? And he's like, nah, bro, I got it. And he pulled a box cutter out and just cut that square <laughs> carpet oh, off the floor and threw it out the window. And oh, I was like, God. what are you going to do? And he's like, I'll figure something out when my parents come home. And I go over there like a week later and that square is still just missing. Out of the living room. Oh, my God. And he got like insanely in trouble and got grounded or whatever for <laughs> Cutting a square carpet out in the middle of his living room. Oh, that's so good. I'm, I'm, I'm shocked. I was waiting for this, so I went over there and saw like a huge potted plant there. Or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> something. Just a box cutter. Fuck this. Stuff. <laughs> like, bro, cle- cleaning supplies exist, man. Yeah, like, I don't want to clean up this stinky yeah. puke. I'm gonna yeah, just cut just it out. Cut the square out and just chuck it. But Daniel's also the same person that at my uh, 20th birthday party at my apartment. Um, apparently asked my roommate Andrew if he could break a beer bottle in the sink. And Andrew was the sober one who was supposed to be watching everyone at the party. Apparently told Daniel he could do this, which I don't know why he said he could. And Daniel proceeded to karate chop the beer bottle mm. in the sink. It shattered. A piece of the glass went in his wrist. Of course And he did. goes, uh-oh, and grabs his wrist. And Andrew's like, let me see, let me see. And he like opens it and it went and like blood out. He's like, oh no. He's like, dude, you need stitches. And Daniel's like, no. He's like, I'm an Eagle Scout. He's like, get me some fucking duct tape. And he's like, no, 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 dude. He's like, you need to go to a doctor. And he's like, my family doesn't believe in doctors. And he's like, you get me some duct tape right now. So we had, I had caution, like duct tape. And we just duct taped Daniel's wrist back together. And to this day, he has like a like taint looking scar on his wrist where it healed really shitty because it was just held together with duct tape for a week. <laughs> I, I have a friend that fell on a beer bottle and sliced his hand wide open, like right in the middle of the palm and like to the point where it went through. Oh, like, yeah. and uh, to this day, that, that was 25 years ago. And to this day, his pinky still doesn't work real well. So <laughs> yeah, be careful out there guys. Like <laughs> get your hand against. I was um, so mad. I told Anna, I was like, why did you let him do this? He's like, I didn't know he was going to karate chop. I just told him he could break it. And I was like, why did you say he could do that? (laughs) At no no point does any of this sound like a good idea of something he should be doing in our apartment. Zero good ideas. Uh, You know what else sounded like a real fun time 15, 20 years ago that just turned real sad, kind of like all those stories, is uh, GameStop. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Brilliant segue. Brilliant. Uh, I was trying. I was trying. I I realized we got way too off the rails and like we probably lost anyone that was actually trying to listen to us this week. But uh, yeah, so I'm trying to steer it. Um, But can we talk a little bit about how GameStop is just circling the drain? Uh, They're initiating a huge round of layoffs across the entire company. Um, essentially trying to eliminate any redundancies from the executive all the way to the store level and including whoever the hell is left at Game Informer at this point. Um, like, yeah, it's it's bad. It's bad. And at this point, there's no uh, there's no stonks. No, no stock market is coming to save them. Because, I mean, if we remember before that whole weird stock story happened, GameStop was already going bad and you know they had to hire a new cfo and and all that and by the way they just fired that guy 
because apparently like getting a whole bunch of idiots to buy GameStop stock wasn't a viable long-term solution, weirdly enough. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, doesn't surprise me. You guys surprise you at all? This is happening. No, I'm sure Reggie's updating his resume, putting it back in the Pizza Hut or something. Oh, I forgot about that part. I totally forgot about that part. Bounce shit. Uh, yeah, I don't. I'm not. I'm not surprised in the slightest. I mean, th- that was a failing model to begin with. I mean, mm-hmm. the video game industry as it is, I think you have the large bulk of people who are either playing Call of Duty or Madden. And then you have a smaller group of people that are buying like the new hotness, pretty much like every release date that comes up. But nobody, I, I don't, I hardly ever see anybody going into a GameStop to buy used games. And you know them yeah. raking you over the coals and giving you pennies for the games first off to turn around and try to make a profit on them and like try to sell you a game that's still moderately new for like forty to fifty bucks. It, it's a losing model. Like it's not going to, I don't think it's going to do anything for a, for a long-term solution for a business. And I, I just, yeah, I, I don't, I never, I've, I can't tell you the last time I've been in a GameStop to be honest. No, it's, it's honestly probably been years since I've been in one. Yeah. Yeah. Pre COVID I would probably say is the yeah. last time I was in a GameStop. I was going to say like, I, I was trying to think the last time I've been to GameStop, like I could just like walk around, like look, not really buy anything, just killing time before like a movie Mm. or something like that. But it's like the last like midnight, like release kind of thing for games. I can't even remember. It was probably like Gears of War 3 or something like that for me, which was like all the way back in like 2011. That's a great question. Like what was the last midnight release game you've purchased? I can't even... I mean, I was at a midnight release at a GameStop actually for uh, StarCraft Two when it when it came out because mm-hmm. uh, the one again a GameStop that no longer exists but was like the big one on the peninsula for their launch. So I did that. Um, but God, I can't even tell you the last like midnight release game that was like a big deal. I mean, yeah, okay. Gears Three maybe. I, mean, I was like, you're, I was like, also Skyrim. I just remember 11, 11, 11, I think yeah. was well, technically like 2011 seems to be like the kiss of death for GameStop for me. Well, I think that, go ahead. Uh, I would have to say, I think it was sometime in 20, it had to be like 2015, I think was probably like the last midnight release i remember going to there and i don't even remember what it was it might have been like a forza it might have been a halo i don't know i think it yeah, might have been a, i think it, oh dude like throwing it, I, I hope not um but <laughs> yeah so i guess it's a i guess it would be a halo i think probably the the first halo game that was outside of um 343 studios i think when they went to the other studio and they did the halo 4 yeah i think it was that one yeah. I think it's just more more to the point like the the modern console generations just have killed their business model. Like I know I buy so many things digitally versus uh actual like box product is kind of like only if I find a killer sale through a site or something, but I'm 9 times out of 10 will just wait for the digital sale or just buy it if I really want it and download it 
so I can play it day one and not have to worry about a disc getting delivered, you know? Yeah, yeah I don't have the option Black of Friday. buying of anything physical anymore, unless it's for the Switch. That's right. You got the digital PS5, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, those ga- those days are gone. Now I just regret my purchases when I buy them. <laughs> you going to crack that bad boy open and throw another hard drive in it? Soon? Yeah, I'm getting to that point. Um, yeah. It's it basically like uh, right now I'm deleting games or, you know, so they stay in the library and I can download them whenever I want. Sure. Uh, but, it, yeah, I, I just send the save data to the cloud and then delete the game. Uh, and it's getting it's right there right now. I think I only have maybe like 30 gigs left on my hard drive. Less than that, I think so. Well, sounds like you're going to have to create some more space soon because I uh, got a war. Got, got a date, Finn. and it took over my Twitter feed for like a week. And uh, was I was I wrong in remembering that you, I believe you said it was not coming this year. And was I it was, me? And I was. I think it was Justin. I Actually, did, I, think, yeah, I, I did. think it was both. I think I think it was both of you. If we're being honest, but it was easier to call you out because I was talking to you. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you know me, I'm happy to point fingers in the other direction, but mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm surprised. I'm happy. I mean, it's, it's, I, I don't, I feel, I feel bad that it's coming out in November because yeah. it, there's not a lot of time to actually sink your teeth into it and play it before our game of the year is going to be talked about. But, you know, I'll, I'll find a way. I'm not worried. Um, well, yeah. Yeah, that's like the sad part is I wish it was still coming out in like September because the Callisto Protocol comes out in November and it's like I want to play that and then you have Pokemon in December. So it's like all of a sudden there's like a mad dash now at like the end of the year to try and play multiple things at once to put it somewhere possibly on a list. So yeah, I, I'm agreeing with you guys. I can already tell the That Pixel Life Game of the Year podcast is going to be uh, probably early January, <laughs> 23. If I had to guess, it's not going to be like last year where we're like, yeah, second week of December, we can wrap this up. That's uh, fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, because because I'm I'm with you, Justin. It's you know, I mean, early November is going to be God of War, and that's probably going to take me to Callisto Protocol. And in the middle of that, you got Pokemon launching, and there's going to be other stuff. Like, I'm probably still going to be trying to wrap up like Plague Tale and and all this other stuff that's coming out. So, yeah, I'm going to be getting through Scorn like 30 minutes at a time while my kids aren't around. You know, <laughs> Good. but yeah. So, uh, Justin, why don't you walk us through the little indie show that? playstation put out there yeah so playstation did a little spotlight for a couple little indie games and stuff that are coming their way to ps4 ps5 some of them are coming this year some didn't get dates the the big one for me that they actually announced that i'm excited for is inscription inscription is coming to ps4 ps5 it does not have a date yet but, you know, it was on our game of the year list and stuff last year. And I know a lot of people, I keep pushing the game and there's certain people that don't have like PC or whatever to be able to run it. So the fact that it's actually coming to a console near you. I was kind of hoping that game would come to Switch. I would I would dip in again if I could take it portably, you know. 
I I'd give it time. I mean, Devolver yeah. Devolver has a lot of stuff on. Honestly, I'm surprised that it's even coming to console because you know Daniel Mullen. It's going to be his first game that's actually somewhere besides PC. Like on I Steam. guess that's true, huh? I didn't yeah. really consider that. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's probably due in part due to Devolver being the publisher for it. So I wouldn't be surprised if you know we do see it on um, the Switch at some point. And they also showed Curse the Golf, which we've seen before at the like little uh, Indie World Direct and stuff. So it's coming to PS4, PS5, as well as Xbox consoles and Switch uh, next month, August 18th. Mm. And that looks like, you know, cute. And we saw a trailer for this a while back, but Tomorrow Children was one of the other ones they showed, the Phoenix Edition. It was a game that was on PS4 that they didn't really take off and they kind of like let it die like in the wayside in the shadows and stuff but they're bringing it back and they're relaunching it as the phoenix edition with like some new content and it's kind of overhauled and stuff and that comes out in september i'm not too familiar with that what kind of game is that um you know it looks it's kind of like if you watch the trailer it looks really weird like i've never actually played it but i've always been interested by it like, mm-hmm. the art style looks really cool. It looks kind of like a, I want to say, like, RTS, you know, kind of style. But, you know, you got these little, like, Russian, almost kind of, like, wood doll-looking things. And they kind of go around in this world in mind. But there's, like, these machine things that also, like, attack. And so you have, like, groups that it's kind of, like, tower defense-ish. But also you're going out and exploring and gathering materials and stuff, it looks like, to kind of develop your little society that you have going on um but interesting but i'm interested to once it comes to ps5 check it out okay and then another one they should looks pretty cool it's called i don't even know how to pronounce it is s-c-h-i-m shim um and it is it was shown at the day of the devs presentation so they showed it again but you're like uh, the art style looks really cool and you kind of move between shadows like you're like this little looks like a f- kind of frog looking thing that's kind of like splashing like in the shadows and so there's like stuff moving around it kind of reminds me of like it's like untitled goose game like the angle and stuff that it's at but it's like mixed with your this little thing moving between shadows so it kind of looks like it's a kind of feel good kind of slower explore around there's mm. like little hidden stuff to unlock and find and stuff in the world so it looks like a cute little game hmm. and then cult of lamb of course being one of the other big ones which that's coming august 11th which i know Hell you and yeah. me are both very excited i'm going to be snapping that up on the switch yes sir cult of lamb is where it is at um all right well i guess i guess that's all oh wait oh shannon Hmm. How do you feel about the RoboCop game they announced? <laughs> that game, I'm a dude. So, in the age of nostalgia, I yes. am excited to see a RoboCop game come back into the video game world. Um, you know, I did play me some RoboCop a lot on the Super Nintendo uh, when that game was out, uh, and so, or was it was it the regular Nintendo? I don't know. So long ago, I just remember playing a lot of it. Um, and I liked the RoboCop movies. I liked one and two. Um, I can't say mm-hmm. I liked three so much. 
Nobody but, liked three. Nobody. But, liked three. <laughs> but you know, uh, they got the original voice actor Peter Weller f- mm-hmm. uh, for to to voice RoboCop for the game. So all those Rubo- RoboCop enthusiasts, man, they're gonna they're gonna love it. Uh, looking at the game itself, um, it looks pretty cool. It's a first person shooter, um, and you're RoboCop. So you're gonna have that pistol and that pistol and, uh, and catchphrases and be like dead or alive you're coming with me you know pretty that, much um i it would i will be interesting it'll be interesting to see how they make him move because robocop is heavy and slow and just like can take a lot of damage and shoots a lot of stuff right so i will be interested to see how that works in a first person shooter with as much chaos as they had in the demo so I don't know. Uh, I I will reserve judgment on the game until it comes out. But uh, what are your guys' thoughts? I mean, what did you ha- what did you think when you saw a RoboCop game coming? I mean, I'll be I'll be happy when the I'll buy that for a dollar achievement pops. You know, <laughs> like if they it's like I'm of two minds. It's like sure I want them to make a cool RoboCop game, but if you're gonna do nostalgia, just lean into it. Like let me dunk dudes in toxic waste and splatter them on cars. Like you know, it's it's like let's go let's go if we're gonna do it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it was one of those things when I saw it, I was actually like, they haven't done that yet. Huh? Oh, okay. Yeah. Like I, I actually kind of surprised we've never gotten a RoboCop shooter before, but yeah, I mean, I'll try it. I'm really surprised when they did that remake, like what, 10 years ago. Oh God. How bad was that? Remember when they started yeah. to do all those like total recall and RoboCop and all that? It's like, stop guys, stop. Yeah. When they did that, I'm surprised that they did not do like a video game crossover, but yeah, that's a good point. You know, it, this RoboCop in general would do really good in a virtual reality setting so that you could look down and see the gun come out of the, the holster in your thigh. Like oh, that, right. I think that would be cool, but like, I don't know how well it's going to do. And in, in just, you know, uh, a modern console first person shooter setting. Shannon's like in his living room with his quest two. I like, your services are no longer required. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. I'm with that. Um, now, Justin, not being as old and decrepit as ourselves, do you have any attachment to RoboCop and this brand at all? I don't. I mean, I think I've seen RoboCop one, but mm-hmm. I don't think I've seen any of the other ones. And so it's like to have a RoboCop game, it's like, I'm surprised, but at the same time, I know, you know, they tried to do the Rambo game not that long yeah. ago and that flopped like a fucking lead brick. So like, my like Rambo movie did. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like my hope in like a movie franchise, like video game and stuff seems, I don't know. Like I do hope, you know, for their sake, it's good, but because of stuff like that, all I really see is it being like, a cash grab. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, I guess that's the news. Should we talk about what we've been playing a little bit? A little weekly consultation, if mm-hmm. we will. Um, so chipping away at Portal 2, no surprise there. But you guys, we got we to gotta have a discussion. I, I fell into a hole this week that uh, it was pleasant. It was pleasant enough. It was comfortable down in there. But uh, I got into this Bug Snacks completionist <laughs> thing. Where, so my daughter started her own game and it's very fun watching the context of that game play out through the eyes of a five-year-old. Like she just, 
the dark stuff and the things that really kind of are troubling as an adult watching that game. Like, she's just like, that's hilarious. And I'm like, "Mm, I'm glad you think so girl. Like, yeah, that's, yep. That sure is funny. Um, Never change. Yeah, Body horrors. Man, that's, that's just funny as hell. Um, but, uh, it got me helping her out here and there, uh, when she would get stuck, got me going like, ah, you know what? I never went, I never like completed all everyone's stuff. Like she got, she got to the point where she had to get, she was doing all of uh, Chandler's missions and the part where he has to get the big watermelon guy or no, it was the big watermelon or the big cake. One of them. Um, but one of the big monster ones. And I'm like, you know, I never did that in my game. So I want to go back and just like try to check some boxes, complete some things. And then I realized I had all these boxes on all these quest lines. I hadn't checked when I beat the game. And so it started me down this torrid path of like, now I just have to do every mission in, in bug snacks. And uh, next thing I know, I've played like, you know, eight hours of bug snacks this week. <laughs> and I'm like, God damn it. It's like totally taken over my gaming life. But that game is, that game is so good. Like, I love it. It's, it's so, and it's really fun to go back now just to like clean everything up because I don't really care about the story anymore. And I know it all. And so it's just one of those like, yeah, let's go try to like complete the bug decks and like, let's go knock these missions out and get a couple little more pieces of story here and there that I hadn't seen before. And, and, and and that part's fun, you know, but I think it helps that there's no real big hotness out there that I feel like I have to play. So bug snacks, it's like going back and putting on a cozy sweater. It's like, Oh, this is comfortable. Look, (laughs) look, it's the snacks. This is good times. So have you, uh, have you dabbled in any Fortnite? I have not actually. We have, uh, and either has he, which is interesting. It's mm. like, he got a taste of Fortnite and was like, eh, so now it's, it's it, all of a sudden we're back in rocket league in this house, hmm. real hardcore. Mm-hmm. And I think that's cause he's actually kind of good at it. And nice. so it's like, yeah, I could go get my teeth kicked in in Fortnite, or I could go actually win some games in Rocket League. And so I think that's the choice he's making. He's he's going where he's the big fish in the small pond rather than the little fish getting eaten by sharks. So <laughs> yeah, I like that's that. like Rocket League's that solid balance between being really good and being really lucky. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and he's and he's great at both. And Fall Fall guys is still getting a lot of run around here. Um, that crossplay thing, once you set up all your Epic accounts, works pretty seamlessly. It's pretty good, you know. Nice. Uh, but yeah, yeah, that's all I've been playing. Just a ton of snacks and random multiplayer games. So cool. I mean, the only reason I really bring up Fortnite is because uh, it was leaked this week that um, apparently f- uh, they are in talks um, to bring Dragon Ball characters into Fortnite. Oh in God! So you can have like Goku running around with a with a gun like shooting people <laughs> I, I they just have an algorithm listening to everyone talk and they're like oh that's how we get shannon's money yeah okay <laughs> roll out the roll out the battle pass with all the dragon ball stuff i was gonna say it's not just gonna be me dude i can tell you robbie's gonna be there with like a, his oh, yeah. wallet open saying take my money but oh, just, um, just justin with an eye is gonna be over there being like yeah i'll download this that's but yeah, uh, I think this week I haven't really been playing much other than uh, Outriders got me sucked in. And I can tell you right now, I think I found the reason to why it fell off a lot of people's docket okay. pretty fast. And 
it's because the whole time your story is leading up to we need to get like you're basically your whole like it's human civilization got stuck in this one valley um, and there's a storm around it and nobody can get through the storm. Nobody can get through the anomaly. Uh, it kills whoever goes out there. The forest is jacked and that's basically the perimeter around where everybody lives. So like there's a lot of infighting in civil war. Fine. The whole story is like you getting past the anomaly, finding out what's on the other side so that humanity can be saved. And like, you know, now you have this whole planet that you have to actually like you can focus on. So you get, um, you, you, spend all this time fighting and struggling and you get through there. There's like, you know, a pretty big, uh, battle, um, the boss battle, um, that, you know, takes up some, you know, it, it's not hard if you, you know, do your due diligence there. Um, but it, you know, it seems like there's a good spot to end and you get through there and like you, you have all of your power ups. You, you've, you know, maxed out like the abilities that your character is going to have for the rest of the game. You've made it maybe halfway through the skill tree, and it's basically now there's a whole new alien race that is very hostile and aggressive and wants to murder you guys. And mm. it's basically they took the same assets from the humans that were inside the valley and just put them on like a group of like aliens. Um, so it's like, you still have the same um, like guys that try to rush you like right away. And like, they're just like physically based. You have like the heavy, the shotgunners who run up and try to deal damage from like a short range that have armor. But like, instead of them just being heavily armored people, now they have this technology where if you have to like reload or you do a significant amount of damage to them, they basically shoot themselves with like this, like shot and it gives them a force field that soaks up a bunch of bullets before you can get through them again. Um, so there's a little variations, but it's basically the same, uh, you know, enemy skill set uh, that you've been fighting against the whole time. And it just feels like now there's this whole like extra padding that they added on outside that you're going to have to get through. I mean, granted, I don't know the story yet. I don't know where they're going with it. I don't know how many hours I have left, but um, it just kind of seems like once you get through that forest and you do that battle, it just kind of seems like a stale game at that point. Cause there's no, there's no more abilities that your character is going to unlock, which is going to make it refreshing or is going to make you feel more powerful. Uh, at that point, you're basically just grinding for better gear and guns um, and hoping that something good drops or you can buy something from a vendor that's that that's going to make it more interesting. Um, because, yeah, I mean, like the abilities I have are pretty much stale at this point. So it's kind of a bummer. Um, that there's not more meat there for you to pers- to customize your gameplay. Um, and it especially, just kinda... especially like being part of this big, you know, DLC that they're charging forty dollars for. It seems like it seems like that would have expanded that part better. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I haven't gotten there yet, so I don't know if there's new abilities yet. I haven't really tried oh. playing it just because I don't. I was, you know, I'm waiting for all of us to get in there and try it so that we can have like a fresh view. Um, but I can tell you right oh, now. Yeah, that... By the way, that was my bad. Justin, no. Justin was right to make fun of me. For, for for blowing that off uh yeah i i i out extended my reach yet again but yes, that, was my, that was my problem sorry guys but yeah it was a it, it's it, i can understand why people bounced off of this game so i i mean i'll stick with it just because i'm invested into it now um and i want to you know finish it um but it's a bummer yeah. right. uh justin have you been playing anything 
Yeah, so I actually played a couple things that weren't Forza, you know, this week. Um, <laughs> me and uh, uh, Shrimp Fried Matt actually played some Raft. Oh, we, how is that? Like, my kid has been looking at that because he likes those Survivor type games. Yeah, so I'm not usually like a big, like, I mean, I've played like Don't Starve and whatever, but it's like I've never like played Subnautica or like I've never been like the huge like survival person and stuff, but it. It was very challenging. Me and Shrimp Fried Matt played some Raft, and it's interesting. Like, at first, it was incredibly challenging. Like, all you do, you start out, and you are standing on a little two-by-two square of wood planks floating in the middle of the ocean, and you have to basically, you just travel around on the ocean and go to different islands, get resources and materials and stuff and try and build your raft out bigger and then you can like get stuff like to purify water um stuff to grow crops and do all this to then kind of become more sufficient but in the beginning getting to that point so like me and matt were standing on the raft and there's a shark in the water that comes around and he'll attack your raft and if you don't do anything about it he will take off chunks of your raft. So our very first world we created, we were on this raft together. The shark attacked it twice. And so then we were, went from little two by two to a one, like one by two. And we're just standing there like, well, and we're both starving and like dehydrated. And I'm like, well, it's been real. And, <laughs> I'm just going to uh, go die now. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, well, there's nothing we can, like, our boat's fucking gone. Like we have nothing at this point and we're both starving and dying. And the second time we, we did it again. Like we started a new world. I'm like, fuck it, whatever. And like almost the same thing happened again. And I'm like, what are we doing wrong? I'm like, cause we're obviously doing something that we're just getting our ass kicked. I'm like, is there any way to like turn off, like starving and dying like so Mm -hmm. quick because that was part of the problem is i'm like we're not getting shit fast enough before i need water and food and there wasn't a way to actually shut that off but there was a way to slow it down to where Uh, it doesn't happen as fast so matt's like okay i'm gonna switch that on so we don't starve and dehydrate as fast and then there's also a way to make it so that when you die you don't lose all your resources Oh, that's helpful also. Yes. So I'm like, all right, because then it's like, cool, if you die, whatever, then you just respawn at the raft, whatever. So then (laughs) you don't lose everything. Now you turn the raft into a roguelite. So, yeah. Yeah. So, and that's nice. So that was nice too. And I actually use that to my advantage multiple times where there's been times where there's like barrels floating off in the distance because you get like a little hook thing too that you can like catch Mm -hmm. real in resources. You start out with one. But it eventually will break and you have to like rebuild another one, which takes like one wood and one like plastic or something like that to build it. But there were times where there's like three barrels off in the distance. I'm like, fuck it. I'm just going to go swim for it. And I'm getting attacked by the shark and life. And I know it's like, dude, I there's no way I can get those barrels and make it back to the raft in time. But because we had the setting where you don't lose everything when you die, I'm like, I'm just going to get all the resources I can on the way. And then when I die, I'll just respawn at the boat and have everything and it'll be kinky dory. I don't have to worry about it. Uh, But eventually we got to the point where we made our raft really big. Um, We got the there's little 
nets that you can do so that when uh, materials and stuff like go through or like under your boat or whatever, the nets will catch it and then you can just pull the material out so you don't have to constantly be like on the prowl for materials, just naturally like come across stuff, which mm-hmm. was really nice. So we like set that up like all around the boat. So basically anytime anything from anywhere like comes under, it's like, boom, we got resources um uh, we like made flippers and stuff to go underwater so we can mine for like the metal ore and copper and whatever to build stuff this last time i built i have a whole little section i love being in charge of like growing the vegetables and stuff that's, like, <laughs> my, my main duty is i i'm like the radish whisperer and i'll sit there and just grow a bunch of radishes and uh pineapple and watermelon and whatever and i have like a whole little section on the boat and I built a like sprinkler system with like a battery and stuff that like auto waters everything for me. And we built a little kitchen. And so now you can make soups. So I like would just prepare a bunch of vegetable soups because they like heal you for a shit ton of your food. And it's easier than I was just cooking radishes and eating like five of those <laughs> to like subside my hunger. I'm like, why would I do that when I can use four radishes? make the soup and it does like way more for my like food than just eating individual radishes ever did. So we were on the up and up with it. So it's, it's pretty fun. It's something that I probably wouldn't play just by myself, but I think you can play with up to, I want to say four, maybe even like six people. I want to say it's probably four though. So did you ever like gaff that shark? Yeah. There's times where, so you can actually kill the shark and he'll come back eventually, but it buys you time. So once we got the, cause you build like a little wood stake to like poke him with. So he'll be attacking the boat and you run over and you're like a little fucker and just like poke him <laughs> in the face. But once you get the metal um, little pokey stick, that one does some real damage. And so you can kill him. And it's funny when you kill him, um, you get shark meat and stuff, but you also get his head and you can wear it like a hat. <laughs> so that's what I'm wearing. I'm wearing a shark head and Matt killed like a javelina thing on an island. So he has like a little javelina head. He looks like the dude from Demon Slayer, the one that's always wearing the boar head. Uh-huh. <laughs> he looks like that running around and I'm running around with a little shark head. And there's multiple times where I'm like swimming in the water and Matt thought I was the shark. And it was just me <laughs> swimming around like trying to collect stuff. But so it's pretty fun. You can like kill kill him. There's also seagulls that come and they try to fuck up my radishes and you can stab them too. <laughs> and you get feathers and like some bird meat and stuff. And luckily you can build scarecrows to like distract them. So they'll go for those first before going for your uh, produce and stuff. So that'll buy you some time to run over and pull out your stick to like beat them with. It sounds annoying to me, <laughs> but like, uh, I mean, I'm glad you, enjoy- I'm, gl- I'm glad you're enjoying it. it. Now, graphically, is this more like 8-bit, 16-bit? Like, no it's it's 3d it's kind of i'd say it's i'd say it's kind of like on par with subnautica i don't think it's nearly as pretty as like subnautica or something like that but it kind of has like graphics wise it's very kind of like almost like firewatch looking okay. where it's like simple but stylized in like a way that it looks nice mm-hmm. and i've been playing it on my laptop and stuff and it runs really good and like loads pretty fast and it's one of those things, like I said, I wouldn't personally like just play it by myself. But when me and Matt were sitting there playing it, uh, we were over at his apartment, and Megan's like, "What are we doing for dinner?" And Matt looked at his phone, and all of a sudden it was seven thirty, and we'd been <laughs> playing for 
about like five hours straight like we were just playing <laughs> raft and i was like dude we need to craft a clock for our fucking raft because <laughs> i did not realize it was almost eight o'clock and i was like i'm so busy with my character making sure he has food and water that i haven't eaten shit <laughs> and i need real food but that's kind of been like our weekend game like i only really play it on like saturday or sunday or something when i go over to his apartment to hang out but nice. um, that's been a fun little one and then I finally picked up neon white. Oh, uh, yes. So um, that so raft has been my like Saturday, Sunday, like weekend thing to play with Matt. The last couple nights I've stayed up until two in the morning playing neon white. Uh, so it is going to end up on my game of the year list. Um, it is really good. I got it on the switch. Uh, which I know Zach swore he's like, dude, PC, you know, with the mouse and whatever, which I, I definitely see the appeal of doing it that way. And I can see how it would also be easier uh, using a mouse and like whatever to point and stuff. But honestly, it's not that bad uh, on the Switch, especially um, in handheld mode. You can make it so that you use the gyroscopic stuff to help aim. So in handheld mode, that really helps like you're sitting there run and I have that turned on to where I can kind of for like minor adjustments and stuff. I still use the sticks for like big ones, but then for like minor, like, oh, I just need to go slightly to the left, whatever. I'll just like slightly tilt the switch and stuff to help aim a little bit better. And then when it's in docked mode and you have like the Joy-Cons out, the right one works as like pointing and stuff and to help shoot. I didn't like that as much because it seemed a little jankier. Like I was doing like more dramatic movements with it. Whereas I felt I had more control when it was in handheld mode than I did when it was docked and I was trying to do that. Uh, But level wise, like it's incredibly for me anyway, it's incredibly addictive. Uh, The levels are very short. Like each level is honestly like you can complete it anywhere between like 20 seconds to some of them take about maybe like a minute so they're very short levels but it's based on the the idea is for you to like replay like replay the multiple times to get the faster time to go back and get the present or something that's like hidden in the level to give someone in the little hub world so that you get like extra dialogue with them and it also unlocks side quests with some of the other characters and the voice has voice acting. The voice acting in it is fantastic. The guy who does the voice for Neon White, the main character, is the guy who does the voice for Spike in Cowboy Bebop. Mm, okay. So he's great. And a lot of the other cast uh, is very notable and stuff too. It's just some of them I haven't seen. Like I know the one chick who I think is like Neon Violet or something like that. She's been in a couple Cartoon Network shows like OKKO OK and whatever. Like I haven't watched some of the stuff that she's been in, but there's a cat that looks like Garfield who's wearing like the Squirtle squad sunglasses and smoking a cigar floating on a cloud. (laughs) He's the one that gives you your missions. And the person who voices him is the dude. He's really popular on like, I want to say Twitter and like TikTok and stuff. It's the Asian guy who kind of like makes fun of everything and like rates thing. He made fun of magic and stuff with like the angry cows and stuff. Um, (laughs) He he does the voice of him and he does a really good job. And like Neon Yellow is one of the characters. He has very big Chanlo energy. 
like how he talks. He says bro a lot. He made John <laughs> Cena references and stuff like throughout. And his item that you give him to progress your like development with him, you give him a six packs <laughs> that you find in levels. That's his specialty item is like a little six pack of whatever. And so it's pretty fun. I found myself replaying levels multiple times to get the faster time. Uh, you can see your friends times and scores and stuff too. So there's multiple times where PSP Derek, I would see his score. I'm like, Oh dude, fuck you, Derek. And I'd replay the level <laughs> like four or five times, even though I already like got the medal I needed, but just to beat his time is like a fuck you to him. <laughs> so, and mechanics wise, the way it works is really interesting. So it's cards like there's little cards and you get it and it's a weapon, but each card has its actual weapon ability. And then it has a discard ability that triggers when you discard the card. So you start out with your main weapon is a katana. And once you use it up, uh, you just have to use your fists basically to do damage, but there's different guns and there's one that's a pistol and it's yellow and you get, I think like six shots off of it, but it's discard ability is it acts as a double jump. So there's multiple times where using it, like you'll run, like shoot like three, four five things, whatever, use it up almost all the way. And then you'll want to actually discard it. And then you can get like a double jump to get up higher to get to certain spots. And then there's different ones where there's like a purple, kind of automatic like rifle one and stuff where when you discard that it gives you like the a zoom dash and stuff so there's you can have up to three of two different types of cards at the same time so you can have like three pistols and then three of like the zoom rifle and stuff and so you can also switch between which one you have kind of active and so there's times where to get like the fastest time or the most ideal time and stuff you would like oh i'm going to double jump double jump switch and then use like the dash dash twice to get to this area over here and once you get gold on the level and stuff it unlocks uh like a hint whatever in the level that shows you like a faster way of completing it which is also incentivizes you to kind of go back and replay the level because it's like once you hit that little marker that's like floating in the level it does like a little like navi like hey look at this and like you can follow it and it's like oh did you know yeah you hit this if you just double jump up here you can cut off like a good 10 15 seconds off your time by taking this route versus this route so it's one of those where like watching people speed run it is probably insane because they're like super quick i think one of the fastest times i got on a level was like sub 20 seconds i think it was like 18 seconds or something and i was just me rick replaying it over and over again and just knowing that it's like oh dude like i could do that a little bit faster because i hiccup right there and my complaint about it at first was i was like dude there's no quick restart and there is a quick restart you just hit the minus button and it quick restarts but it didn't tell me that and i didn't know that so i kept pausing and then having to <laughs> click down down and restart and i was like dude there should be a way to quick restart and i hit the minus button and it did it i was like son of a bitch i was like i could have been doing this the entire time and that was my one complaint and they they knew they knew that was a problem but i think it's like 12 there's like 12 chapters i want to say and each chapter has 10 missions so in total i think there's like 93 uh levels i'm on chapter four right now so i'm about a third of the way through i looked it up and i think it said that if you just are just beelining for just get through the story whatever 
to get to the end of the game, it's like 17 hours or something like that. But if you're a completionist like me trying to do all the side missions, get the fastest time, replay stuff multiple times, I think you could spend anywhere between like 25 to maybe 30 hours to complete it. And story-wise, you're an angel. Uh, you died. You don't have memory. Typical anime protagonist shit. You wake <laughs> up. You, you don't have any memory of why you're in heaven or dead. And in order to secure a spot in heaven, you get to compete with the other angels or whatever, the neons, and you have 10 days to become the best demon hunter. And the best one earns a halo to permanently stay in heaven. And the ones that don't get sent down to hell. And so all the masks are basically like your contract to do the job. And if you refuse the mask, basically like suicide squad will blow up and like kill you. And so you're incentivized to do the job. And the main dude that you're competing against, who's like the reigning champion is neon green. And he's some like shirtless, like buff scarred up motherfucker that like nobody's beaten and stuff. So you're trying to, I guess, outdo his score by getting your neon rank higher than his. So it's kind of like a, um, no more heroes kind of thing where it's like, you're trying to work your way up to like the number one spot versus all the other angels. Hmm. Interesting. So would you say the emphasis in this game is more on like speed running the level or is it killing everything in the, killing all of the enemies in the level? So for completing a level, there's almost different mission. Like in the beginning, the emphasis is just getting through the level and there's enemies in the level. Like you have to beat all the, like you have to kill all the demons in order to actually beat the level. Otherwise you'll get to the goal and nothing will happen because you didn't kill everything. And you're like, fuck, I, there's times where it's like, I missed one and I thought I killed it and realized I didn't. And then I hit the goal and it said, oh, you still have one left. And I'm like, God damn it. And then they have to like restart <laughs> the level. But uh, the enemies, the way they work there, there's like certain demons that do different things. Like there's one that's kind of shaped like a balloon that you jump on and it will help like elevate you up. And then ones that like when you kill drop cards, there's ones that shoot stuff at you that don't drop anything that you just have to kill. Um, so you have to kill all the demons, but how you do it and stuff. And if you want to take your time, like you can just walk up and just, you know, like shoot like pew pew, like from a distance, pick them off and whatever. You're not worried about time and kind of take your time, whatever to get to the end and beat it. And that's fine and dandy. But in order to like get everything, you have to get pretty much the fastest time you can. So you're incentivized to go fast and, you know, use your stuff strategically and stuff to like cut corners where you can and get through the level as quick as you can. Hmm. Okay. I'm glad I didn't buy this game. Uh, I'm glad that you're enjoying it, but it doesn't sound like a, a game I would enjoy too much. Yeah. So. But see, that's, what's nice though. Cause I know you too. And it's like, I think you would enjoy it, but yeah, you would be one of the people that wouldn't, go through as fast you're like cool i got bronze next level wouldn't <laughs> give much. a shit where me i'm like oh i i have gotten mythic on every level i've gotten every item i've played some levels like 12 times in order to try and get like the fastest time even once i got the highest medal i was like no i can do this faster and trying to just get the fastest time so good you do have a competitive nature <laughs> <laughs> but that's all I've been playing this week. 
Right. All right. Well, um, we have had some technical difficulties uh, recording this podcast. Uh, oh, Zach. have we? Oh, have we? <laughs> yes. Yeah, Zach, you, uh, thank you for joining us with your potato microphone. Uh, but yeah, uh, I guess I think it's probably best. Uh, we'll table uh, a lot of the spoiler talk for our next episode. But um, we do have um, some exciting news. I believe Justin and Zach are going to be doing a uh, midweek uh, spoiler cast with the uh, Umbrella Academy uh, with a special guest. Uh, our friend Carlos Fred will be making a, a, a parlay into our podcast. So um, I don't know, Zach, do you have anything you want to add or do you want to let Justin just like, you know, cap this bad boy for the night yeah let's just justin just land this plane because <laughs> no one wants to hear this <laughs> okay you know what guys <laughs> thank you guys for listening to another episode of the that pixel life podcast i also want to give special <laughs> rounds of applause jordan hit his 200th platinum achievement taken 10 years entire decade to achieve such a feat so congratulations kudos all around on your achievement and you know uh while you're at it why don't you head on over to discord and congratulate jordan yourself and while you're there you know why don't you head on over to spotify while you're at it give your boys a review let us know uh how we're doing uh let us know how how sad you are that uh you know zach's mike after a month of being a good boy decided to uh take take the the odin sleep <laughs> are we even uh, are we even checking our reviews because like i i've been checking uh uh itunes um and there hasn't been anything in like a year but uh has anybody been checking any of our other platforms to see if there's reviews there i'll be honest i don't have the login so if you guys aren't i'm not so. <laughs> i was gonna say hey uh shannon while, while you're here uh <laughs> what do you think robbie would say uh he would say, uh, be great. And Zach, get a new microphone. 